You are now listening to the Fat Fix Podcast with David Flowers, a show talking about all things fat loss and health for the general population. Helping people understand why they are in the position they're in right now, rather than just focusing on what they need to do. Your no-nonsense personal trainer friend that you can have access to in your pocket whenever you need some help, guidance or just to kick up the arse. Hello and welcome to the Fat Fix podcast for episode number 27. All alone this week on the show, not got any guests on now till probably the new year. With it being this time of year, it is a little bit manic for some people and people are busy. So I am going to wait until the new year. I will be releasing a few episodes before the new year is out. And next year, I can't wait to bring on some new guests. I can't wait to bring on guests that I've been on before that... I've had some really good feedback from and I can't wait to bring on my clients past and present to share with you their stories and I think that'll be really impactful to to share with you listeners and give you an insight into the real everyday people that I do work with and they can share with you their stories because I do understand that myself and the other fitness professionals that I've had on the show it may seem very easy for us because you know we've been doing this for many years it's our job And we have a passion for it. And I understand that my listeners don't have a passion for training. They don't have a passion for eating a certain way. So I definitely get that. So that's why I want to kind of take a different spin on the podcast and introduce you to some guests of mine and clients of mine that are just probably like you, exactly the same as you listeners, no doubt. And they've had the same struggles as you listeners, no doubt. And they'll share with you what they have done and how they've overcome certain barriers in their lives and how they've got closer and closer to where they want to be not just physically but mentally as well so I can't wait for that today's episode is called get lean or die trying now unfortunately this is what a lot of people do when it comes to weight loss they believe that they have to kill themselves in the gym to get closer to where they want to be and if they're not feeling sweaty they're not feeling sick then the workout wasn't productive. And I want to try and give some education in today's episode into why having that approach all the time can sometimes be counterproductive for what you are trying to achieve. And let me just say before we get into this is that whatever types of workouts you're doing at the moment, I'm not going to jump on here and and start slagging them off. So if you are doing spinning or you go into a certain boot camp I'm not going to start saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You need to do this and be really biased because we do all have biases. And of course, I'm no different. I have my own biases as well. There are certain things that I do think are shit (laughs) and they are things that I think are really good. Or usually with some of these things, we can take bits from each of them to make success of what we've got because there's so many factors that can kind of determine these things and this is why it'd be so kind of ignorant for me to just slate something because I don't know the person that I'm speaking to right now I don't know who's listening to this so for example I don't want to say to you do not do spinning because if you didn't do spinning you wouldn't ever exercise if I said don't do spinning but you went spinning with a group of mates from work and it was a social occasion for you and you really look forward to it twice a week with your friends I'm pulling that away from you 
that would be absolutely stupid of me to do because that is a social element that you get the most from and you get the benefits of exercise as well. And not just that, but it takes the guesswork out sometimes going to an exercise class or doing a certain type of activity. It takes the guesswork out of you going to the gym and thinking, oh, what do I need to do today? Because we've got enough in our lives to be thinking about rather than necessarily getting stressed about what type of training we need to do in the gym. So don't get me wrong. I get it. I get the concept of going to a class, taking the guesswork away from you. And not just that, but as well, it's expensive to pay for someone like me to train you as well. So that comes into it as well from a financial perspective. So there's so many things that can contribute to why a person does a certain type of workout. And I also just want to elaborate on that. I'm not saying we shouldn't ever train hard, by the way, neither. I'm not saying you shouldn't ever feel sweaty. I'm not saying sometimes you shouldn't feel sick or ever feel sick. It happens. However, we just need to be aware of the consequences of feeling like that all the time, especially for the general population who listen to this podcast, everyday people who have got enough stress on their lives as it is, that training is an exercise, is an added stress. And we just need to be very, very aware and very smart about how we do it so it doesn't have impacts on other areas of our health as well and our lifestyle. So a lot of people have this mentality of feeling sweaty, and I'm sure you can relate to this, probably listening to this podcast. Now you're thinking, yeah, that's me. If I don't crawl out of the gym, it was a shit workout. And I did a poll on this, and I asked a lot of people about it. I said to them, do you feel you need to work really hard to lose weight in the gym? And they all said, yes. I said, why do you feel like you need to work really hard? And a lot of them were saying, I go to the gym to burn calories. That's the That's the purpose of my training session, to burn calories. And if this is the mindset towards training, then you are barking up the wrong tree. If you haven't listened to any of my other episodes where I speak about energy balance, you might want to definitely jump on that before I go into what I'm going to just briefly touch upon now. So we all have this mentality of let's work hard, let's go, all guns blazing. But we don't really understand that training exercise is just a small piece of the pie. So when we talk about energy balance, we usually talk about energy in and energy out or calories in, calories out, you've probably heard of. So obviously exercise, planned exercise, is part of the energy outside of the equation. And then we've obviously got energy in and we've got other factors that contribute to energy out. But I'm not going to get too much of a rabbit hole about them. I have gone on about them quite a lot. But a lot, a lot of people tend to think about is that it's the training that gets the result. It's the one-hour training session that gets you your fat loss goals. And I've met so many people that actually do train quite a lot or do exercise quite a lot. But there is a unique difference before I elaborate on these things. There is a difference between training and exercise. Jumping around doing burpees for five minutes is exercise. It's getting sweaty. There's no thought process behind it. You just You're just training like a bloody maniac to burn calories. Training, on the other hand, is completely different. Training is more of a strategic process. You're actually trying to achieve something, not just necessarily feel like you've worked out, but training is usually smartly designed. It's specific for you, specific to your goals. It's measurable. It's progressive. It's well thought out. It's not done just to get sweaty. So there is a difference between people that exercise and people that train because people that train usually understand more about 
fat loss and more about energy balance to those who just exercise. And what I mean by that is those that just exercise tend to think that is the exercise that gets the job done. It gets the fat loss. But like I say, it's a small piece of the pie. It's the energy in we really need to be focusing on when it comes to fat loss because that's what we have the most control over. It's the food intake. It's the calories coming in through food and beverages that, to be honest, we can make the biggest dent in our energy balance and create more of an energy deficit if we think about the food coming in rather than necessarily what we do in one hour. Because let me just say, what you can do in one hour is completely overestimated. You'll go to the gym and you, you'll look at your Fitbit or you'll look on the treadmill you're running on. It'll say you've burnt a certain amount of calories. But let me just say that is definitely not probably the case. And it is probably way, way off the mark a little bit. So people usually overestimate how many calories they've burned and they underestimate how many calories they're actually taking in through food and beverage. And this is where the mismatch can start to happen is because people put all the focus into the training in one hour rather than what they can do, not just with food intake and energy in, but the energy out throughout the other 23 hours of the day. And this is where it starts getting a little bit interesting when I delve deep into this. So for example, you go to the gym with this mentality of, I'm going to burn calories today. I'm going to burn that cake that I had last night, which was 500 calories. I'm going to burn that. So I'm going to go to a group training class that promotes burning a thousand calories. And like I said, I'm not going to get into a rabbit hole of naming names and slagging things off because like I said, it's better than doing nothing. And I understand this may be the only thing that you could feasibly do right now within your life. But what I want to do is educate you around this type of stuff now. So say, for example, you go to a class that says you're going to burn a thousand calories. That's highly appealing to you because you, you know, you're trying to offset your poor diet. So you, you go, okay, a thousand calories, brilliant. I can offset my shit diet with this one hour training session. And it'd be great if that was the case, but it's certainly not the case, unfortunately. So you go to this class, it says it's a thousand calories that you're going to burn. More likely, and this is being generous, you probably burn more like 500 calories. And that is being bloody generous. And to burn that amount of calories, you have to work bloody hard. You do have to legit die trying. And you've probably been to these classes where you are strapped up to a heart rate monitor. You're absolutely getting screamed at. Get in the red zone. Get in the red zone. Have a fucking cardiac arrest. I don't care. Get your points. <laughs> and you've probably been to these classes and been worked like a maniac. It's like a circus, jumping around, jumping around. You're dripping buckets. You're feeling sick. But you're like, calories, calories, calories. I want to burn them fucking calories. Right, you burn 500 calories in this session, not the 1,000 like you probably think. Anyways, what's going to happen then for the rest of the day? And this is how I want you to think about this. And like I said, I want to keep elaborating. I'm not saying working hard isn't good. It's There's a time and a place, but you need to understand what I'm going to go into now so you don't do this all the time. Are you one of them people who does train quite a lot and quite intense and wonder why you're not getting anywhere when it comes to fat loss and how it's affecting other areas of your life like your sleep, for example. So you go to this class, you absolutely batter yourself into the ground. You crawl out of the gym, you piss wet through, you and your mates can't speak to each other. You're absolutely fucked. 500 calories, it says on your Fitbit. Perfect, all right, yeah, whatever, you might have burned 500 calories. 
what do you do for the rest of the day? You probably unintentionally move less. So this is something we call non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And without burning your head too much, this is just basically the movement and the non-exercise that you do, which isn't planned. So like me now talking to you guys, I'm moving my hands all over the show. I will walk to work every day. I will take the stairs instead of the lift. You know, you might go pick your kids up from school instead of driving there, for example. All this is non-planned exercise. You can burn a shitload of calories moving more throughout the day. And I burn through shitloads of calories doing what I do as a personal trainer, picking up weights, walking up and down the track with clients, talking to them. I burn through a shitload of calories as opposed to someone who's sedentary. So these people that are sedentary think, right, I'm going to offset being sedentary for 12 hours of my day and absolutely twat myself in this one hour training session. So you train hard, you end up moving less for the rest of the day because the body doesn't really give a shit about you being lean. It doesn't care about how well you look in a bikini in summer. It cares about energy balance. Whatever's happened in terms of energy out, so you've gone to the gym, thrash yourself, there's energy out, there's a correlation between energy out and energy in or even further energy out. So, for example, you do less for the rest of the day because you're so tired. You know, your shoulders are in bits from doing a 1,000 overhead presses. Your knees are in bits from sprinting on a treadmill continuously for 40 minutes. You go home, you sit down for the rest of the day. You're more sedentary than what you usually are simply because your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, NEAT, has took a back seat. Your body wants to preserve energy. Like I say, it doesn't give a shit about you being lean. So what you'll find yourself unintentionally sitting down for the rest of the evening or sitting down for the rest of the day, not moving as much. You might drive to pick up the kids from school. Usually you walk there. So what this happens is that 500 calories that you have burnt in that session now becomes potentially 250 because 250 calories from what you'd usually expend from having more higher neat has now decreased as a byproduct of such intense training. It's now 250 calories. So you can see how that has been half straight away. So then 10,000 overhead presses and pushing your heart rate so high where you nearly had a bloody heart attack, it's not really worth it for 250 calories. Not just that. You have the mentality of, oh, I burnt 1,000 calories today. Like I said, even though it was 500, you think, oh, the class says it was 1,000. It must be 1,000. What's going to happen? You're going to justify eating more food. You're going to see that cake at home and you're going to think, I worked really hard today. I deserve it. And how many people have said that to themselves? So many people. And I bet you're listening right now thinking, yeah, that's me. Because I know I've done it in the past. And I'm 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 saying all this because I have done it in my past, you know. And my mum still does it now. She still doesn't listen to this. Is This is what happens this is the mentality. You'll see the cake. Okay, I burnt a thousand calories. I'm going to have that 200 calorie cake. There you go. Oh my God. Now that a thousand calories, which was really 500 calories, 250 calories off that because of how much less you've moved throughout the day is now 250. That cake's 200 calories. Fucking hell, you're down to 50 calories now. So you can quickly see how it can be quickly undone. Not just that, but hunger rises as well. So what I was saying is that the body doesn't care about you being lean. That energy out starts to kind of diminish. Your bodies don't want to move more for the rest of the day. You've burnt enough energy. The body's like, right, chill out, sit down, enjoy the cake, watch Emmerdale, put your feet up. The body doesn't care. And then there's a hunger increase as well. So appetite's going to go up. So energy in's going to go up because the body's trying to regulate this energy balance for what it's lost. 
So if your body's lost a lot of energy during training session because you've ran yourself through the ground, you train really, really hard, you've worked really hard, the body's going to want to put energy back in. And energy back in is food, it's beverage. And like I said, quickly, before you know it, all those burpees, all those presses, all those sprints on a treadmill, all that crazy maniac training has been undone. So you can quickly see how energy balance is quickly either restored or even goes the other way where you go into a bloody surplus of calories because you don't understand this stuff, what I'm talking about. And unfortunately, it's until you understand this that it can become really problematic. And this is why you get a lot of people that I meet that say, David, I work so hard in the gym. I work my ass off when I go to the gym for one hour, but I'm not getting the results that I want. It's because they're not understanding all the other aspects of fat loss, what contribute to creating an energy deficit, what you need to lose body fat. So they don't take into consideration that the non-exercise may have been hindered from this intense training that they do daily. They might not have noticed that the appetite increased. They may not have noticed that the mindset towards higher palatable calorie-dense foods has kind of become less strict because they think, oh, I burnt so many calories in my training session. I deserve that. I can have that. I can fit that in. And before you know it, like I say, it quickly kind of goes the other way. And it's so harsh to see on a lot of people because I'm sure you are working hard right now. And it just shows how much it can be undone very, very easily. But it's important not to get down about it, not to get deflated about it, but to understand this type of stuff. And if you are training like that all the time, these things start to really, really kick in. So if you are one of these people that feels they need to go to the gym six days a week, thrash themselves into the ground, burn as many calories as humanly possible, take into consideration what's your movement like for the rest of the day after these training sessions. Is it has it gone down compared to a normal day? And let me just say we burn a lot more calories probably just moving more over the course of 24 hours than what you would do in one hour, I guarantee, unless you're completely sedentary all, all day. So start being aware of is your training sessions having a negative impact on how much you move daily? Is it having an impact on your hunger? Is it having an impact on your sleep as well? That's another big one. People training late at night, how it can impact their sleep quality, where they just, they're already sleep deprived, but now they're even more sleep deprived because they've just gone to this body pump class at 9pm and been absolutely thrashed where the nervous system is literally through the roof. They're in that sympathetic dominant state when we should really at nighttime be more in the parasympathetic state, rest and digest before bedtime. All those little things are really worth thinking about and how much it can actually derail you a little bit. And it's it's quite funny, really, because I've, I've, I've heard people go to certain classes, they do certain types of training, they'll work really hard, they'll feel like they burnt so many calories, and then they come out, they, they have a shake, <laughs> they get given a nice little protein shake, like a peanut butter protein shake. So it's like, you know, you've just burnt a 1,000 calories. You haven't really. You probably burnt 500, but now you just had a pissing Nutella protein shake, which is 250 calories, and you've offset that already within five minutes of finishing your bloody class. Now you're going to go, you're going to sit on your ass, you're going to expend less energy because your body's not going to want to move much because you're bloody exhausted, your knees are in bits, your shoulder impingement's playing up. You're just shooting yourself in the foot if this is the approach all the time. And like I said, all the time being in brackets there because I'm not saying you should never, ever do this. 
and it's better than doing nothing. It's just that be aware of what I'm talking about today and be more strategic and think about not necessarily training hard, but actually training smart because training smart is going to get you close to where you want to be. Like I said, there is a unique difference between exercise and training. Don't train to get sweaty. Don't train to feel sick. Don't train to feel a certain way because it can have other negative implications on what really matters for fat loss. And like I just said, what really matters for fat loss, what's mostly in our control is the energy coming in through food. So we don't want to we don't want to mess with that. We don't want our appetite to rise like too high after training because then what we're going to do, we're going to offset them calories that we've expended and just eat more. And we don't want any implications to happen to our daily non-exercise, our neat movement, because like I said, that burns through a lot more calories than planned exercise. So we don't want to mess up two major factors when it comes to fat loss and two massive drivers, which is energy in food, beverages, and energy out through everyday movement, because they play much more of a powerful and potent role than what a one-hour exercise and planned exercise actually does in that one-hour training session. So I just hope that I've made that pretty clear with what I was wanting to talk about today, and we don't feel like we need to die trying to get leaner and we just need to be more understanding of this type of stuff and understand that we need to do what's right for our body so from a health perspective we need to do what's right for our joints we need to make sure that we're either building muscle or at least maintaining some muscle for the health benefits that brings especially later in life and it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get closer to the body you want by training this way all the bloody time and understanding the difference between exercise and training and being a bit more planned with it all. And it's smartly designed more specifically to you. And you're taking that into consideration. You thought thinking out your specific goals, you're measuring your progress. It's well thought out and throwing in these classes every now and again, is fine, but don't let them necessarily or that type of training in the gym on your own, not just classes, your own training, at the gym on your own, whether you're doing your own circuits that you put together where you're just not resting, you go, 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 you're looking at calories on your Fitbit, you're doing a DVD at home, whatever it may be, don't let that be the core of your um, workouts. Don't let that be the drivers because it can very easily have this knock-on effect like I've just spoken about. And we need to understand, most importantly, we need to keep it safe, make sure there obviously is what I'm talking about now, there's more like scientific reasoning behind what I'm saying. And it's not just, I'm saying it for the benefit of my health and my own bias to tell you to all necessarily come and lift weights and go and hire a personal trainer because I'm not. I'm just saying we need to be more aware of how this maniac training all the time, all guns blazing, can sometimes do you more harm than good in terms of getting closer to your goals. And from a health perspective as well, Most people have got health issues, high blood pressure on the way to cardiovascular disease and, you know, they've got heart conditions and they just think that they need to really push themselves so hard all the time when the heart's under already a lot of stress, probably through the lifestyle. They probably need to take more of a conservative approach with their training. And I've met so many clients of mine that have been like that, really highly strung individuals like Seth who train six times a week because that's never been the problem. That exercise has never actually been a problem, funnily enough. And this might be you in general where 
the exercise isn't the problem. What is the problem is the food coming in. And what is the problem is the lack of movement through non-exercise. What is the problem is the poor sleep leading to cravings. There's so many things that are actually the problem. And it is hard to try and get a highly strong individual to come away from thinking like this and probably start taking up the yoga and just doing a few yoga sessions a week in between this type of training just to kind of hopefully offset some of them problems that occur from training like a bloody maniac 24-7, seven days a week. So I hope that makes sense today with what I was speaking about. Um, I, I hope that you all understand now that I'm not kind of slagging anything off. I'm not slagging off what you're doing right now. I'm just educating you on how you should approach it and understand the differences between exercise and training. Have a nice balance of a few. You know, if you want to go spinning, you don't have to necessarily go spinning and kill yourself six times a week. Maybe just go twice a week and then the other times maybe do some yoga and other times maybe just do a few um, weight sessions a week. Whatever that may be, get the balance right because, like I said, it's understanding this that will get you close to where you want to be. And sometimes less is more on that sense and I have had a lot of clients with real success where they've took the focus away from the training and I've said calm down with your training you don't need to kill yourself in the gym I'm going to set your heart rate a little bit lower <laughs> I'm going to pull down your frequency of training so you're not going to train six days a week I'm going to increase the amount of time that you may walk in the day so I'm going to increase your non-exercise activity because that's going to burn through a lot more calories in that one hour training session I'm going to make sure you're getting a better sleep routine I'm going to make sure that you're actually putting a lot of focus into your nutrition and you're starting understanding the differences now with internal, external hunger cues, your appetite's not through the roof, you're not, you're not feeling stressed, you're not having headaches, you feel more in control of your nutrition in general and they get the fat loss results like crazy, it just drops off them and they're like, oh my God, how's this happening? And it's because they understand what I've covered today and understand energy balance in general and understand how their training was just all the time doing it that way, was holding them back and they needed to just switch the focus a little bit to what really matters when it comes down to fat loss, which is the caloric intake, it's energy balance, energy in, and also the big driver, which is energy out, which I spoke about, which is neat and focusing on the other health markers as well, like managing your stress and improving your quality of sleep. All these things will have such a bigger impact than what smashing yourself into the ground every single day will ever do for you. I hope this makes all sense to you. I've probably waffled on a little bit, 25 minutes in and out. I will do another podcast before Christmas. Hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Fat Fix podcast and I hope you all enjoyed today's show. If you have not already, please make sure you subscribe and you don't miss out on any future episodes. I also can't stress enough how much it means to me, to those that have left me a star rating and written review on iTunes. This will ultimately help me reach more people like you and really help them too. So please give me two minutes of your time to do this if you haven't already. Lastly, any shares and mentions on social media is also massively appreciated. I will see you very soon for the next episode. Thank you very much.